Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Black Boundaries Podcast. I'm Nick Butler. I'm Terrell. And today we're talking about peer pressure. I was going to say and the effects of peer pressure, but I'm not a psychologist. So why would I say and the effects as if I've done a study? Yeah, we're just doing things. See, we like talking about things that we've noticed, you know, with people. Ah, we're so observers. It's based off our opinions. Nothing is fat. You know, we're just telling you how we feel about it. Right. In other words, don't take it personal. <laughs> yeah, don't take it personal. We don't care if you do. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, man. So I'm trying to think about early experiences with peer pressure and the attempt is always there where kids try to convince you that something is important or you should be participating. But I'm trying to think back really young and I can't really think of anything. I can't I can't really think back to elementary school, but I can kind of think back to middle school when, you know, people Mm. trying to get you like smoke or something like that. Um, Right. You know, I remember in middle school, this one kid, he was smoking weed in the bathroom, right? And I think I told you this story before. You did. He was smoking I love weed. It. He was smoking weed in the bathroom, and I came in there. He was like in a stall, and you know, he came out, and I guess he was like just high. He he was he was like spooked. He was like, "Hey man, can you take this weed for me? Hold it for me." I was like, "No, I'm not gonna hold your weed for you." What the hell, I look like can you hold it for me. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not boo boo the fool, <laughs> as our parents would say. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I don't know. That was just like my first. Not not even probably probably not even my first, but that's like what I really remember. Okay. Somebody trying to okay. push me to do something because he like was trying to continuously continuously like ask me to like take it for him, and I just kept on saying, "No, keep it yourself. Flush it. I don't care what you do with it." <laughs> this is terrible too, because this is middle school, like right? Yeah, smoking weed in the bathroom. Think, He's that? on a bad path already. Yeah, I think that was I was that was seventh grade, definitely. Man, yeah, yeah, like that. It's funny because like I think weed should be legal, but also there's age restrictions, obviously. Like, yeah, his yeah. brain's still developing. He's a young kid, but and who knows what you're getting? Like he probably has some crappy, terrible. Bombing fluid covered weed. <laughs> oh man, it's just, it's just weird getting into it like so young. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of sad. But I remember kids trying to convince me to fight. That's probably the earliest oh, thing that I can yeah. think of. Elementary school. I remember. This is so funny because it was a girl named. I'm not gonna say her name. <laughs> I almost said it's her full name. name. <laughs> Let's just say her name was Brianna. And um, I'm not going to say her last name, but (laughs) Brianna was like a tomboy. She was cool for the most part. But for some reason, I guess there was some aggressive tension between guys and girls and Mm. they didn't like that she would play football with us and stuff. So for some reason, they wanted to see if I knew how to fight. And instead of asking me to fight a guy, they're like, you should fight Brianna. It was like, shoot the fade with Brianna. (laughs) Square up with Brianna real quick. And I was like, I was exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I'm not about to square up with this girl and just yeah. fight her for no reason. And she wasn't really helping. She seemed like she was cool with fighting. Oh, she was like, I'm going to fight. I'm going I'm to show y'all I'm with the boys. I'm with the boys. <laughs> but I didn't end up fighting her. Instead, I ended up fighting this other kid who was trying to impress the group of friends named Jacquees. Uh-huh. And I ended up beating him up. And it wasn't a super bad fight. I just kind of like hit him a couple of times and then he started crying oh and then we ended goodness. up like really close friends so oh, okay that's good 
but he was trying to impress the older kids. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, dang, man, you didn't have to hit him. And I was like, what? You guys, I guess they thought if I would have lost, then it would have been cool. Because it's uh, like, oh, yeah, we yeah. set up this fight. But then when I fought we back. We like him more than we like you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you were crazy. supposed to lose. I'm like, um, yeah, I'm not losing. So <laughs> anyway, that ended up happening. But that's the first thing that I could think of in terms of peer pressure. And it wasn't like the pressure was on me because they didn't really know me. This was my new experience at a new school so but the encouragement to fight in general yeah was like the peer pressure but i know some people get it from there and i say this with air quotes friends mm-hmm. if you have friends peer pressuring you uh those aren't real friends yeah. <laughs> anybody trying to convince you to do something that you don't want to do I'm, i can understand if it's pressure like you got to get it together you got to stop getting in yeah, trouble but not to like do something negative like right fight somebody exactly like drink underage anything mm. that's like inappropriate especially that oh. was like weird in middle school like yeah oh my god i think like now the peer pressure that either me or you would like see is probably if we're hanging out with friends and they're drinking right they're drinking they'll be like hey guys you want to you want to drink? Oh we're like, my gosh. Me no. and Terrell don't drink, by the way. Yeah. There's a term for people who don't drink. It's like a tita toddler, tita total. It's a word. It's a word oh, out no. there randomly for people who don't drink. But it's sad that you have to name but, people. Like, look at those oddballs. Point blank, period. <laughs> I guess, like, we're sober, straight edge, or whatever. Yeah. No, exactly. No or something like that. Exactly. You know, we got the X's tatted on our hands. I'm just <laughs> we're in a half. punk band. <laughs> we're in a punk rock band. <laughs> Straight edge punk band. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I mean, definitely through high school and college, kids would try to get me to smoke. And my way of dealing with peer pressure, because I know there's some people who are like, yeah, you might be the type of person who can say no, but not everybody can. I just felt weird when people are like, no, man, you should, you should. And they're like pushing it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, the fact that you're acting like a crazy person trying to convince me to smoke is weird. Like, yeah, it is. At that point, I kind of called them out for being so adamant like, about it. I'm like, you, bro, no means no. Chill out. Leave me alone. You're being weird. What you do to this weed that you want me to <laughs> smoke it so much? Exactly. Like, what's, what's up with this stuff? And then if something bad happens to you, you have a negative experience. Some people have, you know, things that they're dealing with with mental health and they probably shouldn't smoke. And then, yeah it's like oh well we didn't know that was gonna happen so it's like your fault and it's like well you were trying to convince me for like an hour and then when i do it and something wrong happens you know then they're all of a sudden like oh no i had nothing to do with it so i don't know what happened to nick he was he he just smoked and i I don't know (laughs) exactly so watch who you call your friends and what they're encouraging you to do if your friends aren't like uplifting you and being positive then they're probably not your friends as we've said before <laughs> definitely man i don't know i think people go through all types of peer pressure throughout society right you know um we were talking about this earlier you know always trying to get the bigger better thing you know they already have mm-hmm. a car but they get into more debt just to get a nicer car exactly they get like a bigger home or something like that you know a lot of people they always be living like right on their means or mm-hmm. a lot of times even above it right to the point where like you know they're not saving money or anything like that they're just yeah basically living paycheck to paycheck you know which is sad because there's like this social strain on people especially with like social media and people always trying to keep up with this personality which the hard thing for me to understand is like yeah that's cool let's say that you get a lot of followers people like you but you're going to be in debt (laughs) you're going to be trying to catch up all the time yeah and there's always something new so it's like 
all the time. What are you doing? After a while, you really have to think like, who am I? What do I want to do for myself? How do I want to grow as a person? And I wouldn't want to pass that on to like other people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So exactly. Like, you shouldn't be looking at celebrities. Yes. <laughs> get... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't use them as an example to get things. That's you know, a terrible thing. They have the money to do that, but you know, right? As regular everyday people. <laughs> We typically don't know. <laughs> right. And then I think about that, too. Like certain celebrities who make millions of dollars go buy a 15 million dollar house. And it's like you didn't have to do that. Oh, yeah. You could yeah, have bought yeah. a decent house and not spend, you know, 15 million dollars. You could save your money or that invest it, you know. But a lot of those people, they have to live up with the image, too, which I get. But yeah. the funny thing is basketball players, Kim Kardashian, Travis Scott, all these people, they get stuff for free. I have the hardest time explaining that to people. Like, I promise you, LeBron did not pay for a Kia. Like, that was given to him because it's a family car. And they're like, oh, LeBron has this image. We can give him the car for free. And we'll make that money back through all the people who see him with it. That's why when you see celebrities out and they're on the red carpet, they'll say, oh, this Gucci dress was designed for me. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to pay Gucci to design a dress for them. I mean, if you really think about it, most of the stuff in fashion, high fashion, is typically for slim people, right? Yeah. And a lot of women don't have Kim Kardashian's body type who wear Gucci. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like they custom made that for her particularly. You're not going to find that same size or like style everywhere else. <laughs> so it's like yeah. you purchased your Gucci. She got it for free. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Which is kind of sad to think about, you know, the fact that people are, I I just think about the fact that people actually lose their lives over clothes, you know, killing people for Jordans. Like that's happened a lot. I I remember just being in high school. I had a good bit of friends that just camped out for the Nikes or Jordans or something like that, you know, getting into fights in line and stuff See, like that. See, that's where it goes too far. People getting their shoes sto- uh, stolen in the parking Man, lot. It's no. crazy. <laughs> like, I get the shoe culture, and I respect people who like collecting things and flipping them. I mean, that's cool that that's a real thing and that people have businesses that yeah, are based off of that. Yeah, money from that. But when it gets violent, when it gets past, oh, I do this as like a fun, you know, thing that I want to share with people. It's a business. Then it's like, what are you doing at that point? You're really fighting somebody over some shoes. Like... The jail time, the bond won't even be yeah, <laughs> the same price as not, the shoes. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's so crazy to think about a $25,000 bond over some $300 shoes. <laughs> not worth it. Oh, man. But, yes, it's interesting because peer pressure comes in different forms, not just somebody saying, hey, you should do this. Yeah, like yeah. you said, it could be something social. Yeah. But just keeping up with the rich people. Right. Or the people who looking trying to look rich or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny because in the rap world, so many people say that they were the first to do something or that they did it originally, oh, even yeah. though it's a trend. Even and it's, it's like, been done. Like, yeah. But it's funny to hear rappers say that, like, oh, I don't ride waves. And it's like, don't you know that saying that you don't ride waves is riding a wave? Because everybody <laughs> says that. <laughs> like, Not everybody who says that. It's like, yeah, I think I've heard a few people say it, Drake, and then you hear everybody else say it. And it's like, okay, so you don't ride waves and no other rappers do either. Like, mm-hmm. it just becomes a thing. But so, just so you know, rappers, I promise you, Glocks are not going to sponsor you. I hear so many rappers mention Glocks. That's like the go-to gun. <laughs> Just so you know, they're not about to sponsor you or any gang members. <laughs> not the only gang members. 
Man, man, you think they get an endorsement by now. True. Man, trying to fit in. Do, do you think you can experience peer pressure in like a positive way? I wish, man. I really wish. I mean, it seems like that when it comes to, I'd say, like independent businesses uh-huh. and like owning things. I think that became a real popular thing through guys like Gary Vee we talked about, you know, and there seems to be this almost like a wave, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term, of people, you know, generating oh, yeah. this response and, and actually trying to do things independently. So that has been sort of an effect on even major companies because they offer freelance opportunities and stuff now yeah, because they see true. that market. So I guess the hustle mentality kind of grind is a big wave. Yeah, that could be pretty a pretty good thing to get, like, you know, a nice hustle about yourself. Yeah. And there's levels to it. Don't stress yourself out. Yeah, definitely <laughs> no. levels to it. Like Terrell was saying, don't try to level up and go buy everything that you feel like you have to have, uh-huh. you know? Because there are people who can afford things. Like, maybe you can afford two Ferraris, but do you need two Ferraris? Like, you know what I mean? Do you need yeah. to show off everything that you have, you know? I think the most people probably need two cars, just like a regular around the town car then like a right if you got a big family maybe like a oh that's true SUV yeah band, something like that i don't know yeah uh what, how long are we where are we at we're at 16 minutes 16 minutes oh wow yeah <laughs> why are you talking like that like what <laughs> oh my god i couldn't do it um, i couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> what about um do you ever see like do you ever see like certain music producers or a good bit of music producers and like just feel like this this need to yeah so it's like a pressure to like make better music or something right like that. oh that's good or like just yeah. play an instrument or something like that exactly no that's that's a really good question because i think about john hopkins definitely i get that feeling all the time when yeah. he does these intricate mixes when he plays live and just really cool stuff that i think is sort of innovative um, of course, Flying Lotus, everything that that oh, guy yeah. does, like he has short films. He's got like, I mean, he does so many different things outside of music and in music, yeah. like animation. He's really, he's and, really doing it, man. Yeah. So that's someone that always inspires me. I'm like, man, he just did this. Okay. I got to figure this out. Like, yeah, you yeah, know? <laughs> for real. He, he's definitely an inspiration. Yeah. And his crazy collaborations. That's always cool. Yeah. You know, I think like. Like a music, like a music producer group that I look up to is like Odessa. Like man, oh man, they're so good. Their music is crazy. Yeah, like, from all the instruments, patterns, the little voices that they be like chopping up yes. and stuff like that. Yes, the, the features that they be getting, man. Their man. live shows, their live shows, are their live amazing. shows look really like, good. I've never been to a concert before, but the first concert I will ever go to will be an Odessa show. That will like, be dope. Like, yes, I, I, I gotta go to an Odessa show. Yeah. Me. It would be really cool to see them play live because it's cool to watch them do all their loops and patterns and then they just have like it's not overwhelming yeah it's like this cool melodic consistency and it builds and it it's just wow yeah they they always impress me yeah for real like i always feel like a pressure to like just make better music like because of them or exactly make some similar sound and stuff or just do my own thing or just something something you know, you know? exactly it makes you want to create and that's the great thing about I guess positive peer pressure in a yeah. way is because like I have friends like Terrell for example when I watch him do certain things I'm like oh I should try that or my friend Jabril who does animation I'm like oh I should try that like when I see people doing things around me because they're decent people and they actually are 
productive and they're trying to do positive things, it makes me want to do more. So I get motivated by people around me. And I think sometimes people just have negative influences around them. Yeah, It's like, oh, I don't really have any friends that are trying to do something creative or even do something constructive. Like, you know, there's people who do hardware and can do cool things with designing furniture. I I don't know. There's plenty of things out there, but a lot of people don't have that, unfortunately. Yeah, you just kind of like around a lot of people who, well, some people are just like around people who don't do nothing. Exactly. Yeah, living day to day, and that's just kind of. I don't know. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it's pretty. Sad. <laughs> I don't even know like another word to use. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty sad, and I understand too that there's people out there who are like, I can't afford to do a whole lot. Yeah, but I think that you can make do with what you have. So, for example, I like graphic design, but of course, we know graphic design equipment can be expensive as a whole. The yeah. software and all the different programs. But I started off in like high school, I used to make collages, like I would cut things out from magazines and different forms of inspiration and almost like a vision board in a way I would create different things that I liked and, you know, make artwork that way. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's ways to do it, but you have to find those steps, you know. I know like my first instance of creating stuff is like when it was like a that program on windows called paint shop or something like that oh paint yeah, yeah paint yeah paint yeah microsoft paint i would just microsoft like paint. i would just like make these crazy shapes and i would color them in and i would just like make something and i'd be like oh shit this is really cool like, <laughs> yeah was, that's like, great instance of creating stuff and it was oh that's just, awesome it was pretty fun doing that yeah my sisters when i was younger man they came up with this great hustle because <laughs> my sisters were selling candy And they also figured out that they could buy these magazines, like, I forget what the name of the magazine outlets were, but it's like teen magazine, Mm -hmm. like pop magazines. And let's say, for instance, it's like Chris Brown on one edition. They would cut out all the different pictures of Chris Brown and make like these outlines for the front of your notebook. And then they go to school and like sell them. So kids would buy them. Girls would be like, oh, I want one of B2K or I want one of whoever. And they'd sell them. And it became like a little thing to make money. But nice. it started off as just them wanting to make posters. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, this poster was like sixteen ninety nine. You know, we couldn't afford it. So my sisters were like, oh, we'll just take some magazines that are only like $10 <laughs> and cut it up and make this huge poster out of it. And then that turned into the you know, outline for binders. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Hustlers. Yeah, no, I know. I wasn't in on the hustle as, as much, but <laughs> my cutting skills weren't up to oh, play. <laughs> I'm left-handed, so cutting with scissors is tough. It's like, me. Nick, I'm sorry. You're just... <laughs> yeah. All you want to do is cut out wrestlers. Like, <laughs> out of all your sisters, are you like the only lefty? I am, yeah. Man. Me and my mom were the only left-handed people. Yeah, I'll get it from your mom's side. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. crazy. <laughs> Everybody else is right-handed. The struggle, man. <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, man, peer pressure, write with your right hand. <laughs> like, at least try to write with your right hand. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone's doing. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Man, but yeah, once I started doing my own thing, that's another thing that I want to mention is once you start doing your own thing, uh-huh. people start wanting to do that. Like, people are like, oh, that's cool. You do your own thing. Like, my friend that I mentioned earlier, Jabril, he does animation. And I remember when he would do all these different, you know, sketches and projects. And he'd do stuff for the morning announcements. People are like, oh, wow, he does animation. Then it became the cool thing. It's like, that's what that kid does. Everybody wants to do, you know. Everybody wants to get to know it Exactly. Like, can you do this animation with, like, you know, these type of characters? And I wrote you a script. And 
you know, became a thing. So it's kind of funny that when you choose to do what you want, uh-huh. people jump on that wave. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, just like when I started making beats in middle school, you know, a lot of people, I was, I turned to a cool kid. And yeah. found out I'm making beats, man. Exactly. It's, it's crazy. And it's something that you actually enjoy. So, like, I would tell other people, like, yeah, it's cool that you like what I'm doing or whoever is doing whatever they're doing. But it becomes a thing like, why don't you try something on your own that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Because who's to say that that won't be successful or that you might not get, you know, some true experiences out of it and learn from it and grow. So I'll ask you this question, Terrell. How do you feel about peer pressure that sometimes comes from like family members or there's this internal pressure to maybe go to college or get a job? What do you think that that Man, sort I, of experience is like? I definitely experienced that pressure to get like a job. Like when I was just doing film stuff, working on sets, every time I was in between a job, my mom she'd be like, hey, when are you going to get a job? Where like... When are you gonna get a job, or when's your next film job? She just mm. be continuously asking me. I'm like, does it matter? I pay rent this month. Like, I, I gave you money. Like, leave me alone. The money's there. <laughs> like, like, we're good. You're good. I got money for next month too. Like, just, well, yeah. Like, I gotta wait for the job. You know. And yeah. I, just, I experienced that type of pressure definitely. Right. I know that there's those kids like in high school whose parents were really successful, mm-hmm. and they put all that pressure on their kid. Like, oh, you need to go to law school. You're gonna be a lawyer. And it's like, there's no questions, there's no exceptions. And sometimes it comes from parents who struggled and then they finally became successful. So they're like, oh, my kid has to be successful. Like, you know, it happens a lot, especially with minorities. You know, I feel like sometimes we put a lot of pressure on kids and things like that to succeed because there's this worry. There's Mm -hmm. this like fear, which is understandable, but... I think everybody has something that they're good at, and you have to allow them the time and the... Yeah, I got to find it. Exactly. There's a growing period, so, yeah, yeah, just family pressure can be tough. Definitely, yeah. I think I got some of that pressure from my dad. Like, you know, he would just always, like, be better than me, do better, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't go to college, find something to do, you know. Exactly. Which was not bad pressure, but, you know. Yeah, that's it was good. like always some in my head or whatever. Like exactly, you know. Even sometimes I just saw like how my dad was living. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to live better than this. You know? <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know? There should always be progression with mm-hmm. each generation. Exactly. I mean, but he's doing pretty good now. So that's, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really good. Man, that can be tough. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to Black Boundaries Podcast. I'm Nick Butler. I'm Terrell, and we're out. Peace. Peace.